overlook pop culture. You are listening to the next report. And welcome to episode 47 of the next report podcast, Unix and Overlook Pop Culture. Um, Stephen Kelly is with me today. Hello, everyone. And it is around St. Patrick's Day in which you'll be hearing this. So, and you're you're Irish, right? Part Mostly, yeah. My family. Uh, mine's a little weird because I'm actually more. Going both sides of my family, I'm probably more Scottish, and my my father was actually from the Isle of Man, so technically I'm Manx. But for the most part, my lineage is from Ireland and Scotland. So with the last name Kelly, like a lot of people in the Isle of Man are essentially Irish by blood, so it's kind of a weird thing. Oh wow! So I think I have a small smidgen amount of Irish blood coursing through my veins, but not a whole lot. It's mostly most mostly German based and such, so uh, that's pretty much my lineage to a point. Um, you don't have to worry though, because today everyone is Irish, or so everyone <laughs> throws out there. They're going to be wearing their their green shirts, their shamrocks. Kiss me, I'm Irish. Sometimes their shamrocks hanging in completely inappropriate places. Creeps are going to be trying to pinch each other at work. You know, that's always fun. Uh, green beer, and you're wondering if that's food coloring <laughs> or chemical concoctions that's going to make it come out even faster. <laughs> um, all sorts of things. And and everybody drinks and is merry on that day, at least in the U.S. Apparently, though, there's you know folklore that's been associated with this day that's not, you know, not quite, you know, remotely what is celebrated in Ireland. Yeah, it's like a lot of holidays, especially these cultural holidays. Like, um, our entire, you know, we, we could have done this for Columbus Day, but, like, the entire mythology around Columbus is basically bogus. And when now that they've pretty much gone in and, more or less debunked it. It's kind of like they only really have it still because it's an Italian-American holiday, essentially. So, luckily, St. Patrick didn't go around cutting people's hands off in order to teach them lessons and, you know, causing the slave trade and stuff. So, not nearly as much of a right. bad situation, but there's still a lot of, uh, we'll say, mythology that is around him that's just complete bogus <laughs> stuff for the most part. Like, for starters, and this is according to the History Channel and um, History News Network, um, this deacon, um, St. Patrick, was not actually Irish. Others others claim he, he was British. History Channel saying, well, we're not sure he was British either. In fact, I looked at this, the, the stuff that he brought to the table here, and I'm like, Looks like they don't really know anything about this guy at all. All, all you really know is writings that he did himself where um, when he was a teenager, he was apparently captured by Irish like, pirates, essentially, more like slave traders, right? and forced to basically be a slave. And when he, uh, he ended up being able to escape at some point, and then he drew into the church afterwards... But, you know, you're with anything from that time, I mean, he, this was the 5th century, you're never 100% sure 
uh, like, if it's bogus or not, because, well, like, 4th and 5th century, I should say, he was, <coughs> um, it's kind of vague, but, you know, they, uh, people would write outlandish stories back then, and you also had a problem with, uh, that we'll probably come across here later, that anyone that was in the church, if they needed someone to get sainthood or something to that effect, they would make up ridiculous stories for them that were probably not, you know, true at all. So it's kind of, his passage is kind of mysterious. Driving the snakes out when reality, when chances are there really were never any snakes in the area in the first place. Even down to one of the alleged dishes being corned beef, when actually it was pork was the main state for that particular holiday. It was a substitution, apparently, from immigrants in New York, in the state of New York. So, just how one detail pops up and all of a sudden it becomes a popular cultural theme in modern times. Well, it's like the entire, uh, you know, the, what most people think of with Ireland and, you know, St. Patrick's Day is the color green. Everybody's wearing green, green beer, and everything we're talking about. Um, basically, their green was only recently the color <laughs> associated with it. Um, St. Patrick's Day, um, the Order of St. Patrick, a little bit, you know, later on, they wore blue, actually. And ba for the most part... You know, and they, you know they do stuff now, like they dye the Chicago River green and stuff like that. But they don't know exactly when. It, it seems to be that sometime in the 18th century, they uh, the Irish independence movement most likely used green as their color, and somehow that got mutated into being the official color for St. Patrick's Day. So it's just kind of bizarre. M more of uh, okay, opposite of blue being green, green being the sign of opposition. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. And I, I do imagine that they may have tried to pinch people of that order, or far worse, I guess, but who knows. Yeah. Pinch may have actually involved taking a pointy metal stick and trying to slice off a limb. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, But there, there's all sorts of things from from whether most Irish Americans, whether they were actually Catholic or not, or to down to leprechauns even. And it's just like, oh, that, this is interesting. Oh, like the how we've mis misattributed what a leprechaun actually is, pretty much. Yeah. So. So, so you know. Not the guy off some cereal box. It's just like, wow. Well, you know, leprechauns in uh, are basically treated like little, uh, little happy little gnome guys that you know wave at you, and you know if you can catch them or something, you get their gold and everything. But they're more like little villains for the most part. In fact, you know, you can almost think that that. Um, that the, that leprechaun series of movies, other than the fact that he's murdering people, probably be closer to how they were actually originally created, because they're supposed to be little alcoholic jerks that hoard money and they, you know, do other a lot of other stuff. And 
You just don't want to come around one. Oh, then you want to talk about Lucky Charms and Look at the Irish, which which basically that turned out to be more of a very sarcastic phrase of sorts because you know, there was like the potato famine, all kinds of invasions and stuff. Horrible, horrible things, and yet, luck of the Irish. It's supposed to be like almost like, you know, like I said, a sarcastic thing. You're supposed to, something's supposed to have you be like, oh, got the luck of the Irish, not, oh, luck of the Irish to you. You know, somehow it's shifted around. It's kind of like why we call ourselves Yankees, even though that was a derogatory term. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, like... So, like, the, the comparison between Ireland and the United States, well, the United States, people wanting an excuse to consume alcohol, so there is, and, and the leprechauns, the real ones, actually drank alcohol. So I guess there is some correlation. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, everybody acts like jerks out in the middle of parades and everything, so. Oh, dear God. <laughs> like, like, do you have any horror stories for, for that day? To be honest, when it comes to quote-unquote drinking holidays, I honestly don't go out very much because, like, I'm kind of a night person, and inevitably when I go out, there's going to be people driving, you know, drunk driving everywhere and stuff, so I honestly don't really do a whole lot. The closest thing that I have to, like, a a St. Patrick's Day horror story would probably be one time I, uh, like, one of the few times that my friends and I actually had a St. Patrick's Day party for some reason, we... I used to live in an apartment, an old, like, Victorian house that they split into four apartments, and some of my friends from high school got all the other apartments, so it was, like, kind of ridiculous. And we had, we had a party where someone came over, and I don't even know why this went down, but suddenly they were trying to educate us on the real story of St. Patrick's Day, and we had to sit through some weird thing where um, she had transposed... St. Patrick into the time of the potato famine, and some like she somehow mixed the potato famine in with the story the story of the snakes. And it was me being a history major. It was like taking a rake across a chalkboard listening to it. It was it was it was about on par with when Sarah Palin was talking about Paul Revere's Midnight Ride, and she uh, said that he carried the Liberty Bell around with him. It was that that kind of thing. It was awful. Aww. And so we were all just sitting there. And finally, we're like. Yeah, that's not at all what happened. <laughs> I don't know where you got that, because, uh, you know, not not to be a jerk or anything, but, uh, yeah, the, what? <laughs> that's true. Well, it, it, the alcohol voices in my head told me it was so. Apparently so, man. And, you know, we're, we're, of course, we bought crappy beer and put green dye in it, and I think it was, like, uh, Schlitz or something awful, so, you know, it was all around, I just... Anymore, I don't really drink too much anymore, so... And there's not... You know, maybe if there was, like, a, like an Irish pub up here or something. Because I've gone to, like, Irish and Scottish festivals, and those are always usually cool, but they're not... That's not the same as a bunch of, like, people running around like, Yeah, I'm Irish! Yeah, woo! It's a little... You know, it's a little bit different. And, that, and now now we see all the, the merchandise out that's green and everything else, and, like... Oh, I get, I get to, I get to work in that, or I might be, able to, actually, I might be able to avoid that depending on what Nakacon is. If it's, if it's on the dates I'm thinking, 
Plus, St. Patrick's Day is on a Monday, so wouldn't you most likely have the, that day off anyway? Um, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, well, count my lucky stars. By the time you heard this, I'll probably have uh, been at Nakacon. Through the magic of editing, yes, it may or may not be a different time when we're recording this, so... One thing can be assured, we're all going to look back at those Olympics that happened and say, man, those were good. <laughs> oh, but um, I just, it's something I never would have thought of talking about, so that that was pretty cool. And plus, just the whole, whole green beer, Mardi Gras, and everything else, that was like, okay. And I'm guessing this is not the only holiday that they come up with an excuse for consuming choice beverages anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's there's holidays where you can't even tell what the point of the holiday is. I mean, look at, well, you mentioned Mardi Gras. I mean, that was a <laughs> basically a religious holiday that mutated into what it is. And then you've got, like, uh, most people don't even know who St. Valentine was, so that's, you know, <laughs> kind of out of there at this point. I mean, it's just kind of... Pretty much any of any of the religious holidays that... Like, Catholic, especially religious holidays, have pretty much taken this weird turn where you don't celebrate it the way it used to be. I mean, you can even go look at Christmas. I mean, Chris, the way Christmas was, was uh, done up to the 1700s was that was a lot like how it was done in the Roman times, where it was a, it was a feast, so people would just eat a crap ton of food and run around drunk. And it got to the point where one of the reasons that the Puritans were happy to get out of the the old world and come over here was to get away from stuff like that. And they actually had banned Christmas because it was the same thing. People just get basically how people celebrate New Year's is essentially how Christmas used to be celebrated. It wasn't until the the gentleman that wrote the uh, the uh, like that the, the, that story about Santa Claus. Um, oh, the uh, completely blank on it. That famous poem that uh, um, night before Christmas. Christmas. I don't know. I don't remember what the actual name of it is, but it's something different. But um, you know that and Coca Cola and some other things basically created Santa Claus. And, you know, uh, there was companies that created, brought over Christmas trees and everything else. And it was literally because people were like, hey, uh, Christmas is getting out of hand, guys. We need to do something else. And you look at Easter, you've got Easter Bunny and Easter Eggs. It's like it's all of these feast days are, you know, have changed. And it's just kind of weird. <laughs> and, and, a lot, and, and these other holidays, too, they kind of got intermixed from other religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs, thanks in parts of the Council of Nicaea, when Christianity became the official religion of the Roman Empire, so they had to find some way to make this well, politically feasible, somehow, some way. so, a lot of stuff got moved around, and it's just, it's kind of a mess. At, at least, at least Ireland didn't have to deal with any of that to an extent. Instead, the United States basically bastardized it. Oh, yeah. Like you can do with everything else. <laughs> Got to put a corporate spin on it. Well, Japan, Japan's been known of 
to borrow and make your own, we, we just take and make it something else entirely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I've dealt with, I've had to deal with obser- observing people coming in drunk at, you know, the place of work I go to because, you know, paying the bills and everything else, and I'm like, oh, not this again. <laughs> and me waiting, waiting patiently for 1.30 a.m., which is the official cutoff time in the state of Missouri, for any alcohol sales, if, if, if you know, if it's if it was Sunday, you know, going into Monday, it'd be midnight. That, that, that's even bad. That just, you know, basically tells me that we we tend to butcher quite a few things, but create something interesting all its own. Now, this isn't to say that Ireland's boring. Not far from it. There's all kinds of Celtic mythology, um, and a lot of rich history coming from there. Uh, there's an animated feature that we watched that... What was the name of that again? Are you talking about the Book of Kells? Yes. That... And I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was... Yeah, that was a good movie. It, it was, it was, it was, you know, Catholicism meets, you know, paganism. And in this yeah. case, they worked together to resolve an issue. And that was, I thought that was interesting. And it's things like that that makes, you know, you know, makes me, you know, like to learn more about this. There's also Seamus, who's from Ireland, the professional wrestler. <laughs> You know, Celtic word, the nice big old symbol. Yeah. Um, although I, I think he keeps just dyeing his hair over and over again. Well, yeah, his hair is not naturally that bright color like that. <laughs> he he does have red hair, but you ever see like when he was injured and stuff, he's his hair's not nearly as like right. cartoonishly red like that. At, does this is this skin? naturally like that or does oh, yeah. I would imagine so I don't think they I just think they don't allow him to go tan or anything basically <laughs> to keep that but, but there, there's you know there's a lot of uniqueness to Ireland and we don't necessarily need to butcher things like that in my view but it's it's gonna happen anyway. well it'd be nice if people would go back and like you know kind of read up and unfortunately, you know, St. Patrick's Day really doesn't have much of an amazing backstory or anything. It was just honoring the, the one of the the foremost people that brought. He didn't, you know, literally bring Christianity to Ireland, but he was one of the main guys. And you know, he uh, it's just interesting to read about. But you know, that's not that doesn't sell stuff. So you got to have that story about the snakes and. All sorts of other stuff that just kind of takes it out of control. And I think I always I, I always think that it's good to look back and because because if you don't look back at like how something actually originated, you end up with people that say things like you know people that flip out about like for instance Christmas people abbreviating it Xmas even though that was the like a way Christians actually used to abbreviate it in the past, but now it's perceived as some kind of slight against Christianity. Like, stuff like that, and, it, you know, you, you'll see some, these Facebook arguments, for example, pop up where you have people that are more educated and people that don't know that are just, 
Well, I don't. I'm gonna. I I'm gonna put the Christ back in Christmas. And you can, you know, you can take your happy holidays. And it's just like, okay, this is ignorant. <laughs> there needs to be a way to get people to not sound like morons in public like that. Makes as much sense as somebody looking at somebody with a college degree. I don't trust you, educated people. You talk out both sides of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that is. A phrase that was uttered at my my work is has a union campaign currently going through it, and one of the higher up union people said that during a meeting, which backhandedly insulted everyone in the room, including herself, because she basically said that only stupid people were allowed to talk about the union or something. It was awful. <laughs> uh, PR nightmare, in other words. Well, like she, it, it was one of my coworkers, but it was one of the people that has been presented as if it comes in, they are going to be the shop steward type situation. So it's kind of like, yay! <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of willful ignorance out in the world right now that just baffles me. You know it, uh, and 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 it's just like what? <laughs> so and. And the thing is, what's presented now is popular. People don't want to look beyond that veil. It's, it's unfortunate, because what's beyond that veil is more, I find a little bit more interesting than anything else. Most definitely. Because the mysteriousness of this St. Patrick, it leads to me more like a game of telephone, where they start out with one detail, accidentally leave that one piece out and insert another piece, and Everything gets jumbled up, and next thing you know, he drove. There's no snakes here because he caused him to run away or something. It's just like, um, okay. Well, for sainthood, they have to have a, a, like a, multiple miracles under their belt. So if you, unfortunately, if you look at a lot of saints um, from back then, a lot of saints like it. I, I used to be Catholic, but I never got into really learning too much about the saints because even then I was kind of getting out of it, but. If you go back and look at some of the old, like some of the original saints that they had, some of the the miracles that they have are blatantly false, and you can tell. And that's like they, there's like some of them are, that are, have were claimed to be able to fly and all sorts of other things. <laughs> so, because they needed miracles in order to be, be like to be able to be claimed as one, so people would say it's kind of like the with the, the Salem witch trials. You get a couple people say, "Oh, Saint, you know, Saint Barnabas did. You know, I saw him shoot lasers from. I, I, I'm making this up. That there isn't a, <laughs> but they, they, you know, would treat it like he's an X Men character or something, and it's, you know. It, it gets kind of kind of silly, and I, I can almost guarantee that that was the case, that some kind of folklore popped up around St. Patrick, that it was the reason, was to get him into the sainthood, basically. I, was, was any of the miracles that they involved crapping rainbows? Well, let me see here. I can possibly look up, let's see, <laughs> fake... <laughs> that sound is me using Google. We're going to see here if, uh, okay, just really quickly, I'm going to pull up this, uh, this article, The Ten Most Controversial Miracles. We're going to see how, uh, how this pans out. Um, let's see here. Well, I know one of them that, like, 
without even looking at this, one of them that always gets people is when people have stigmata. Uh, the, the church doesn't actually even, I don't think, allow that anymore because and stigmata is where people cry blood out of their eyes and have, uh, like, holes in their hands as if they are suffering the same plight as Christ. And the problem with stigmata is you can actually uh, use a chemical to pretty much replicate that. And a lot of the more modern people that have done it, they're pretty sure did that. They would rub their hands and stuff. So it's just kind of like, ugh. Um, let's see if I can find some really silly ones here. This is one of those awful, like, BuzzFeed-type articles, so you know how good that that's going to be. <laughs> Well, in uh, 1917, the fields near Fatima, Portugal, a shepherd said the Virgin Mary appeared to them in a vision, telling him that a miracle would occur on October 13th that year. Thousands came to witness the event around noon on a rainy day, and the sun appeared to turn into a spinning disc that spiraled toward the earth. Newspaper reporters on site also reported the event. The church added that the miracle of the sun to its list of the official miracles since 1930. So there you go. Oh, my. Wow. Let's see if I can find one that's actually uh, attributed to a saint. Okay, here we go. The saint and mystic Saint Joseph of Cupertino entered into a religious trance and reportedly began hovering over the crowds. He apparently experienced this levitation multiple times, one time in front of Pope Urban VIII. That's pretty convenient that the Pope was there to see it. You know, he's the good witness. As a result of his flying exploits, this mystic of the patron saints of Pilots... In more recent history, other instances of levitation have been revealed as visual illusions, hoaxes, or hallucinations. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> sort, of, sort of like a cult leader saying, I invented oxygen. Jeez. <laughs> or something religious, like, or something ridiculous like that. Just, But, yeah, just one of the things that we wanted to do is just kind of Look at a holiday like this and and pierce that veil for a moment and come up with some interesting, you know, things about it. And sometimes the the actual truth is a bit more interesting than what's popularly displayed now. So I think that'll just about wrap it up for this episode. Um, what are your um, St. Patrick's Day horror stories or interesting stories on that day? Um, drop us a line, you know, on the nextreport.com where all our social networking hot spots are there. And also feel free to dial 660 you know, Drop a message, leave a message, and you could very well be heard on the next episode of the podcast. And I guess that will wrap things up. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.